You're listening to Pop Culture Fanatics, a podcast for the crazy fan in you. going on everybody and welcome to pop culture fanatics a podcast for fanatical conversations for the nerd inside of you it's your boy val cisco with me as always the fun bunch over here mr jay rance how you doing sir Ooh, i'm chilling brother i am good how are you guys doing i'm doing fantastic and as always with us too Ooh, the master of potions himself the crazy clown prince of crime jake the snake how you doing <laughs> I wish I had a clown on wow, that would have been great. How you doing, everybody? I'm back here to have some fantastic he, he cared about the clown honking. I thought, I'm like, yo, I, I care about the potions. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him different monikers right there. Pick one. <laughs> Word. I go with the potions. Turn. Page. Well, guys, I'm super happy that you guys are back with me again as we're talking all the crazy things in the world of pop culture, um, having barbershop conversations about the things that we are interested in. Um, A slow week of news, um, but it's okay because we're going to kind of fill the bulk of this conversation with WandaVision conversation since Jake finally finished or he's at least caught up to date with WandaVision. So now we can have an integral conversation about this damn show. (laughs) (laughs) um but before we get into that let's talk about i guess the two funny funny little news items of this week i one i'm gonna give for for jay and the other one for for jake um both i'm not too sure how excited you guys are but let's start off with with jay um it's been announced we have Riri Williams coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's going to have her own Disney Plus show, Ironheart. How do you feel about that? We're finally going to get your boo Riri in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) I'm super excited about that, man, because one, you know, being a sister, like characters like that really don't get huge spotlights like we really started seeing that with the x-men mm-hmm. and she, to me she's up there with everything on tony stark's on par with the genius level everything and i love her story you know as she goes and finds herself because literally she's a genius that was bored mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so in her <laughs> boredom and stuff like that she just became Ironheart. so i'm super excited about this um I didn't hear about this. I- I'm lost. When-, when-, when did this drop? Yeah, like, this shit just caught me off guard. Because I heard about the Kamala Khan, but the Riri yeah, is official? It's official. Dropped, I believe, like yesterday. Uh, I think her name is Dominique Thorne. She, um, her best claims to fame so far are in um, Judas um, and the Black Messiah. And then the other one was If Beale Street Could Talk. Both recent movies from 2018 and, of course, recently 2021. So she's fairly new to the game. But I guess mm-hmm. those two movies really just captivated Disney enough to say, you know what, let's take a risk. And at times, Disney, if I know Disney well enough, they see things in people that we ourselves don't see. 
they kind of look beyond the Spectre and say, okay, cool. Like, you have something special. Let's go ahead and see how far we could push. And I think giving her a spotlight like this uh, with, with an important character, I feel like she's an important character. I know she's a niche character to a lot of people, um, but... You know, for me, for you, who grew up, you know, reading comics and, you know, you yourself loving Riri, Ironheart in general, um, mm. I, I think mm. I think this is going to be very special. I think we need a person like this in the Marvel Universe to kind of alleviate the pressure from Peter Parker being that, like, super genius character. And now we can have yeah. someone like Riri to take the, take the helm. I'm looking at a picture of her. I like it. I like it. It's... Like you said, they see something that we don't, but here I see it because that Ironheart uh, picture they compared to it is actually sitting next to my bed because that's like the comic collection, you know, the the book collection and stuff of Ironheart. And I like it. I'm not disappointed, bro. I am so with it. <laughs> like, yeah, this is great. I think this is going to be the seeds to what we hope for with, with a Young Avengers or at least something. I think so. Something th- coming I- Sorry for cutting you off. I'm like super excited. <laughs> I apologize, <laughs> but I, I think so with the with the Kamala Khan first. Now Ironheart, bro. We Miles. Um, well, no, Miles is in the video game universe. So, um, but yeah, you have all the foundations. Just add a Squirrel Girl, American Chavez, and you got Young Avengers, man. We have American Chavez already set, set up. So as she's supposed to debut in the Miss Marvel show as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Squirrel Girl, I, I'm hoping we get at least her. I, Jake's probably oblivious to all these characters, but if you saw them. I would I, I I would beg you when you get a chance maybe after the podcast look up characters like Squirrel Girl, uh, America Chavez, uh, Ironheart, uh, Kamala Khan, and you will absolutely fall in love with these characters. These are the characters with, which I believe if if we grew up in the '60s that was a little bit more um, culturally <clears throat> accepted. These were the characters we would have loved, like you know your original Peter Parkers and whatnot. Growing up like that, saying Spider Man was my guy in the '60s. These characters right here represent that. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at them now, um, and um, yeah, it's just, this is uh, definitely something to uh, you know kind of take with you, and, and even for those listening that uh, aren't aware um, or aren't you know as big comic fans, but you know, this something like this will definitely um, pique your interest, um, and you know, look into it more and uh, be excited for this kind of. Uh, a uh, new edition, uh, uh, <clears throat> something different. Yeah, to I mean, I well. love it. I'm all on board. Um, the inclusion with these characters are just super important. You know, Ironheart, Kamala, mm-hmm. um, Chavez, all these are significant to all, all our communities. Well, any kind of minority community that's looking for a voice, mm-hmm. um, these characters speak more than that. I see, like. Uh, if they were to portray like a black Superman or, you know, uh, or Asian Hulk or, you know, a Latino Sorcerer Supreme, which all sounds great and all, but when you have a Latino Sorcerer Supreme, <laughs> I'm just chanting spells in Spanish in my head right now. <laughs> that one might work. But um, I think more so these teenage or child heroes that we get to read and watch grow up in front of our eyes are significantly more important than just slapping that on an established character. These are the characters where mm-hmm. a 
you know, the the 16-year-old, the 12-year-old can pick up or watch and say, wow, like, this represents me. And I feel like we've been missing that for at least a couple of years. I want to say a good five to ten years. Even though these characters have been in the comics, now that they're coming to the screen, whether it's TV or the movies, it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect time, you know, <laughs> to release these characters like you said, you know, Kamala Khan being Muslim. So people can relate to to them, you know, in the Muslim community. And like you said, you said it perfect, bro. So I am all for this and super excited. I really want to see how this goes. <laughs> all right. Jake, this is this is yours now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna be as this. Maybe. Yeah. Let's see if you can throw <laughs> throw a spin on it. And maybe Jay has some thoughts about it too. But <laughs> you know, Nickelodeon has rolled out a new show, or at least a new show that to be coming pretty soon, uh, which stars. I want to say what the sidekick of Spongebob Squarepants, the Patrick Star show is coming to Nickelodeon. Um, Jay, uh, Jake, excuse me, Jay, <laughs> Jake, I know you are, you were a Spongebob fan. I, I know you, you love the, the little hidden things behind that show. Uh, the Easter eggs, if you will, that an adult mm-hmm. or a teenager could find funny as well as a child. And from what, 1999 mm-hmm. all the way to uh, 2011 or 12 or a little bit more than that? You know, that that character really spoke to a lot of children and teenagers at that time as well, too. Um, Mm -hmm. We are years removed from Spongebob being on TV. Um, Do you find this Mm -hmm. weird that where we're getting, number one, a Patrick show, and number two, we're we're trying to capitalize on that Spongebob, I guess, nostalgia with this show as well, too? To answer the question, I mean, I I, I really don't know because, in all honesty, I don't see us as the audience or the um, uh, Mm -hmm. target audience at all. I I really don't. I I think that they're trying to um, present a different side of the show uh, I guess opening up a, a different universe for you know younger generations and newer people coming in so um, they probably are going to tweak it a lot to fit that audience because I mean when you really think about it Patrick in himself is that kind of silly character that does grab like a younger audience you know what I mean with all the stuff that he does the faces that he makes um, so uh, I think that's my take to it it's it's I don't think we're the audience at all and I don't think it's intended for us to watch um, well, unless see, we I, I just don't our... know because I, I feel <clears throat> like in the last 10 years we have lived in a world of nostalgia and everything that was once old is new again and when you look mm-hmm. at shows like Fuller House or even like recently Punky Brewster coming back as well too those are supposed to capture the eyes mm-hmm. of the audience from old and the new audience as well too to kind of blend together and watch together um, I feel like this show is so far removed from what I guess Spongebob was to that generation but at the same time I could feel I feel they could drag like let's say a me to watch this with my, my youngest daughter as well too and maybe get a couple of chuckles but I don't think I'll have I'll find the jokes or at least a smart humor that was in Spongebob in the first place like I would in this show that's why yeah no that's why I wouldn't 
pin this on nostalgia because it's easy to do that. It's easy to slap a name, slap a character, and be all like, ah, nostalgia, <laughs> right here. Like, no, I don't think that's the intent at all. Um, I think this is more, again, and here's the thing. With with Nickelodeon, um, it's it's not as ambitious as it used to be. I'll say that. And I think with doing a Patrick Star show, you're going on the safe side because you are using something that's already well established, something that's already familiar. And I mean, uh, Patrick is—I don't want to say a relatable character, but he's a funny character. You know what I mean? Like he's—he like he's being used in memes almost just as much as SpongeBob is,、um, depending on the context.、Um, so again, I don't think I don't see them using that same kind of writing. Reading the plot about it—it it, it just seems so far off, so far off from anything remotely related to SpongeBob, like at all. Um, but again, I haven't seen SpongeBob in years,、um, at least as like the newer series. So. I don't know what the writing has been like recently, but I know that they still try to test the waters that they used to have, just not as not as deep.、Um, so I think this is going to be something entirely new, something entirely different.、Um, but I do just bringing up this idea. I, I mean, you know, my first two comments are talk to Seth MacFarlane and talk to Ma- Matt Locke.、Right. Look how that turned out.、Um, it's not always going to work. Again, that's 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 a problem and an issue with taking that safe side. And it's like, oh, you know,、uh, like with friends, like everybody loved Joey. You know,、um, Joey's like a very memorable character on his own. You know, he could probably survive and do well on his own. Well, look how that turned out.、Um, Seth MacFarlane tried to do the same thing, but he tried to do it in in. In an even riskier take by doing Cleveland, like Cleveland was there, but he wasn't like ever a star or meant to be somebody that you could gravitate towards. So that was a very risky move on his part, and it did. After watching it, I will say there was a lot that the Cleveland show did that was 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 pretty funny and and was actually very smart. Um, but it's still Seth MacFarlane humor, and I think that's what people couldn't really separate. It's,、um, <clears throat> it wasn't supposed to be like Family Guy or anything like that. It's just he has,、uh, you know, you you kind of almost expect his jokes at times, and I think that that's what went wrong with the Cleveland Show. It's you expect Seth MacFarlane humor, especially when it comes to cartoons. So I think、uh, the Patrick Show is going to be something、okay. entirely different, honestly. Um, that that we're not going to be useful. I mean, used to. Um, it might even surprise us. Am I saying it's going to be good or bad? Ah, I don't know. Um, it really all depends on how they take it, the characters that they draw. Um, you know, because I don't think we know too much about Patrick family. But yeah, I, well, see,、so、you got to meet out that so, conversation there. I appreciate you with that, Jake. Um, Jake, do you have any thoughts you, about this? You, you. <laughs> You trying to take shots because my conversation wasn't. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm just. I'm playing. No, um, no. Go, go, go. I mean, I really don't have much to say about this. Never really was a SpongeBob fan, so I mean, I, I, I tried to sit down and watch it a few times, but. That's an acquired taste. You know, let me let me say this, and this is. This is probably gonna change people's perception about me. Now, give a fuck, because this was like what '99.、Um, is when when SpongeBob first came out. 
um, my brother was obsessed with it. I wasn't. I, I, I hated it. You know why? You know what I was Swat watching? Cats. Because there were two shows that came on at that time. It was Clifford, <laughs> and then no, there was Clifford and fucking SpongeBob. Don't you dare touch my Clifford! Like I was, I was obsessed with Clifford, and I don't know why. Um, but it was, I don't know. Maybe it was safe. I don't know. Um, oh, the big <laughs> devil <laughs> red dog is safe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, I mean, ahead, I just never really got into it, and, and our and our friends really enjoyed it. Like our boy Jamie, our boy Dwayne, and they would love it. These dudes would just watch it religiously back to back, and I would sit there with them, and I'm like, "What's so funny about this?" Like you know, like they they would find stuff like, "Oh, I caught a butt cramp." <laughs> like, bro, I'm like, I'm like, how is this funny? <laughs> You know, you, 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 to me, you know what it was though, and like this is what kind of made it like mm-hmm. kind of religious is 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 the quotables. It is such a quotable show, and the minute that you and your friends start, like it doesn't end. It just goes. I mean, look what we were doing with the remote <laughs> blob yesterday. Like no. it just started, and it's it just snowball effect into you know. <laughs> <laughs> that and that's yeah. that's what SpongeBob did, especially because like um, this was uh, you know as as we grew older, um, you know from middle school to high school, still watching SpongeBob. Like I felt like me and my friends, you know, we weren't afraid to still kind of embrace that kid inside mm-hmm. of us. You know what I mean? While we're going through all the teenage angsty shit that you're supposed to, you know, and supposed to train yourself to be an adult while we're over here, you know, listening to um, emo depressing ass music, watch, uh, you know, watching SpongeBob and then watching Invader Zim, but then going back and watching Powerpuff Girls. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like this perfect balance. And because each of them, especially SpongeBob, still had that adult humor to it. But again, it's the quotable shit that what makes it great. Because once you start, it doesn't stop. And then, you know, hearing the chuckle as soon as you see something or say something, it's because, like, you know that you're connecting with that quote. You know exactly where I'm going to go with it next. That's okay. what I well, always felt with Spongebob. you have any thought, last-minute thoughts on Spongebob, <laughs> Jay? Nah, I really don't. I mean, I guess it's cool. I guess it's new age. <laughs> there so. we go. Unfortunately, guys, that's, like, really the news of the week. Everything really much has been, like, covered extensively like uh chadwick boseman uh being recognized as best actor at the golden globes on sunday which is pretty dope as well too um and then everything has pretty much been on a standstill i mean march is gonna be a heavy month we have the wandavision finale happening soon we have uh falcon and Winter soldier happening right the week afterwards we have justice league that same week and then we have godzilla and kong so there's so many things happening in March, which <laughs> I'm okay with having a slow news week because now we can really deep dive into something that we tried to do last week. And I think me and Jay had great conversations with it, but we never got a chance to hear, you know, uh, Jake's side, like Jake's. his point of view on the show whatsoever. Now that he's all caught up, let's just dive into it. You know, it was Agatha all along, Jake. <laughs> Jake, I'm going to give it to you. Where do you want to start first? <laughs> okay. Let me just give my thoughts on the show to begin with. Um, <clears throat> I will. So, majority of it I watched while it was in the background. So, there may have been communicate or, you know, conversations that I missed here and there. Um, but, like, for the most part, I will say, like, off the back, 
off the first episode, I started thinking to myself, like, this is a really smart show. Like, I really enjoyed what they did with it. And it was a very um, adventurous, like, take on and and an idea for the show. Uh, really. And that kind of nostalgia feel um, and, and kind of taking the levels uh, and, excuse me, the different decades of television was executed phenomenally like i was impressed and having a hell of a good time with just that alone and i mean i guess the lore on the um mcu is kind of expanding as the show goes on and i was here for it but at the same time i was just like so uh invested in just the concept of WandaVision alone. Um, and, and I think that's what I enjoyed the most mm-hmm. out of it. I think I think that's what I, I enjoyed as well. Like you said, like when it just started off straight 50s, black and white, I know a lot of people really took to that, to social media, just to bash it. And it's like, if you look past that, it's very, very, like you said, adventurous. It's something different. It's something that a lot of people wouldn't attempt nowadays. And that's why I gravitated to it mm-hmm. with that little cheesy humor and stuff. Like, you know, immediately one of my favorite lines is, oh, <laughs> my wife and her flying saucers, you know, when she smacked them with the plate. Like, that little <laughs> cheesy humor when he, like, you know, shakes his face and goes human mode and, like, the facade. So that little cheesy humor, that's what gravitated to me. Some people, like, really found it hard to get into. So I don't know. Because I think it all just still goes to that, like, I think when people think Marvel in general, especially with the new MCU, like, they Mm -hmm. want that action. They want that, like, super dramatics in there. But, um, again, like, I guess at towards the end, you start to get it and you understand exactly what was happening Mm -hmm. step by step. But just, again, tackling that, like, it's... It, it, it kind of it's it's very refreshing especially because it's like I, I think by the second episode when they were going for that was more of like yeah. the bewitched uh kind of that or yeah, was, that was, more, bewitched, was that bewitched like, or was bewitched, that more yeah. of a, yeah you know um I, I remember watching it and thinking like holy shit you know like if i didn't know any better i i, I would really think that i'm watching a, a decade old show like this um just because it was so well written and honestly like the technique to be able to replicate that it's it's so bizarre and and extraordinary that you're able to do that now me personally i did watch a lot of black and white shit um uh, uh laurel and hardy was my shit you know abbott and luke Costello, um bewitched um, um i dream of genie like i used to watch all those uh you know old shows with with my uh grandmother and my dad so you know that hit me but i don't want to use that because and that's going to be everyone else well you know you don't appreciate no 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 it has nothing to do with that but you got to appreciate something that's advantageous as this um because that's not easy to do you could easily lose people just because of the concept itself people will not go past the concept but um, once you get past the concept and you open yourself to it, you realize like just how extraordinary it is to be able to pull something off like that. And um, I mean, from the themes to like the, you know, the songs and then like everything in between the costume, <laughs> the attention to the detail with the home, the, um, you know, the punchline, the, the, the. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna stop because I know some, some, you know, everyone else wants to get their opinion in, but it's just those little things, and this is why I enjoy 
film and television because it's just extraordinary it's, mm-hmm. it's i mean you feel like i feel like because um last week when you had sorry for uh jumping in um but like i was telling um about that i was like aside from all the guessing the digging that everybody is doing i am genuinely just enjoying the show because every episode just gets better every episode is an art color you know you in the 50s you didn't have the color but it was impactful when it came out from the chopper to the blood on um, what was her name um daddy and, and things of that nature and it was just so well executed but just to add to what you said i think that's kind of like how people feel nowadays if it's not michael bay explosion it's not interesting sometimes an episode well i mean i mean for me everybody's different it 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 doesn't need explosion it doesn't need action it doesn't need fisticuffs just deep deep interwoven drama spoken feelings and everything like that that blows away a fucking explosion in my opinion and you got that within a few episodes of this show, and I, I don't know, man. I'm not ready ready for the finale. Like, I, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I th- I think uh, you guys said Frank, perfectly. I think those first three episodes are so crucial, and I think that's why they're the most diverse. But then again, the most popular episodes as well too, because they're so uh, they're so risky. Like um, any. I, it is That's a risk to throw all time. those risky. different yes. teams together and see what works, but they pulled it off perfectly. Um, I, I still say, like, those first three episodes and the latest one that came out are still my favorite episodes of storytelling, at least. Um, um, and the la- latest mm-hmm. episode, you know, it didn't have all those multiple themes, but you got an explanation of those multiple themes and how the story play, a story, storytelling took place there. But those first three are just so crucial um, to the to the psyche of Wanda. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you that. Absolutely. I got, uh, you know, me and Jay, we talk about this daily, but we know this is the first time we got to hear your thoughts. So, how do you feel? about Elizabeth Olsen's portrayal throughout the years or at least the different sitcom iterations that she's trying to portray you know it's crazy it's and and maybe I'm looking too much into it but <clears throat> from the beginning as I was watching it uh, there was something about the acting that was throwing me off and 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 then like it occurred to me by the third second or third episode that I realized like she's so fake like she really is like she's stuck in her own delusion that even she sounds so fake right now and I think that that's what was supposed to be portrayed by Elizabeth Olsen is is that kind of fakeness um and that's what I was like thoroughly enjoying because um as you know the story is progressing and um, we should have warned people if you haven't seen it you know spoiler alerts um like her psyche was just so fucked up um and grief is a bitch like it really is and so as I'm applying the grief that that she's feeling to what she's portraying like you can obviously tell like how fake her character is um throughout these throughout these different series that you know um the different wandavision series uh you know from the old uh you know 50s to like the 80s and 90s malcolm in the middle ish kind of thing um even with the more recent uh uh modern family kind of take like there was still that fakeness in her personality that was just like uh, to me, it was way out there, and and I'm not saying that it was poor acting. Like that was the whole point of it. It's 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 fake because everything around her is fake, and deep down she knows that. 
And so like, there's not a lot that she has to be, um, except for just trying to make sure that Vision believes everything around him. That's a that's a phenomenal explanation as well. Um, I I see your point and I think it's phenomenal. I also just have my feelings where I feel Paul Bettany is just a fucking stud and outshines her a lot of the times in a lot of the episodes. I felt that she got lost, especially like in the 70s era. To me, I was like, yeah, you're getting a little lost, you know, mm. keep up. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I get you. I I, I, I can kind of um, say that you're correct about that. Maybe that's why she got lost at times, and it was just her having to play this whole fake role because she's in a fake world. I, I, I could I could see that, and I could understand that a little bit better as well too. Now I, I do agree with Jay on some parts. You know, I feel like like the Brady Bunch, Wanda's Brady Bunch interpretation wasn't the best, and her modern family wasn't the best either. But I loved those first two episodes so even the mop in the middle was pretty awesome as well too um mm-hmm. let's just get off of that for a second let's talk about the side characters and like you said how the marvel universe is expanding let's talk about you know characters like woo characters like darcy um monica rambeau and whatnot how do you feel about those characters uh being interjected in this story because they all have different subplots that are happening in front of our eyes along with the Wanda drama. Jake. Uh, Jake, I'll give it to you. Oh, Jake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want me to go? For- so, um, <clears throat> so, like, you, what, what, what's sad is that um, I, I, I've, I've been out of the MCU for a while, um, and it's been a while since I've watched anything MCU. So um, there were like nods and Easter eggs and stuff that like totally went way over my head. Like I had to do exploring to realize. Um, but uh, let me let me let me just start with uh, um, what's her name? Monica. Uh, um, Mon- you just said oh. it. Monica. Yes. Um, I want more out of her. Um, I, I, I think I think she came in too strong from the very beginning since since she was, you know, um, I guess um, a per- the, uh, when she was because uh, uh, when we first see her, she's um, in the uh, Wanda world, right? Yeah, when she's um, it's when we first see yeah, her when, for, she's her like her name, when she's playing one of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, right. So when we actually sure. get to who she is, it, it, like she immediately just like took off as, as as just that as Monica uh, Rambeau. So like she was immediately like a tough kind of you know like you know, uh, a very big stepping uh, character, you know, um, taking the place of her mother um, and stuff like that. And I wasn't really sold on it like i want her to be like i can tell like she's gonna be a very in-depth character but i felt like i didn't get enough time to really understand who she is um and you know where she's gonna stand in this mcu because like she immediately just like took charge and i was like okay you know um and and so that kind of threw me off a little bit uh with darcy darcy's just fun um, I, I, I don't really remember her too much from the Thor um, movies, again, because it's been so damn long. Um, and I think I only saw those movies like once. Never really went back to them. Um, but uh, Darcy's character is fun. I like it. Um, it it's, it's, 
she she kind of provides some extra comedic humor in there but at the same time i was rooting for her to win because i knew that she knew what was going on because she's seen some shit she's been in some shit so um her character is really fun and then wu um i really think that uh he needs more uh i think he needs more meat because he is a fantastic character he really owns that role um you know cuz like he is in this very important position but he still has time to make jokes and you know um when when you really think about it um putting yourself in their place in their world you realize like i can't believe all this shit's happening you know what i mean like we got space aliens we got you know heroes and stuff and i'm over here trying to do this like big man job here so you got to take time to just unload make a make a quip make a joke and i think that's what his character is um it's realizing like how important you are in this unrealistic world so make a joke you know but still get your job done and i love that i love how he takes that um and and I'm glad that we able, we got to see more of him in here because I absolutely loved him in Ant-Man. I thought he was perfect um especially with his kind of back Paul and Rudd. forth between um uh, Paul Rudd. Uh, uh what's his name uh, Paul mm-hmm. Rudd and even his daughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it was just it, it was like a great back and forth. And so um his I, you know his uh, uh I guess companion more in this movie is I feel more of like with Darcy than um with Monica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't know. No, that, I love that's it, just man. my take Like I'm I'm just quiet cuz like Val said, you know, I I want to we want to get your views on this cuz you know, Val and I have just freaking went back and forth hours and stuff with, you know, digging and how we feel about some things, but I I agree with you. Um some would say that, you know, Wanda's not the protagonist of the show. It's actually Monica Rambo who becomes Photon cuz you see her when she went through, you know, the 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 barrier and stuff then when her eyes started glowing and she started seeing everything in the energy spectrum so that's why she's very forceful i believe because some some say and i believe as well it's a photon storyline and there's more to it maybe she's real strong like that and forceful because um uh you've seen captain marvel right Okay, yeah, so you know she's a little girl yeah, from Captain yeah. Marvel. And I, obviously with all that trauma, probably yeah. growing up without her mother, she had to become strong. There is some beef, which we, we want to explore and see with her and Carol Danvers, because every time they mention Danvers, she gets mad. When she was going through the barrier, that's what kind of like, you know, aggravated her, and she was like, yeah. oh, I became Photon. So um, I think that's why she's forceful. And I, I think you're right with the Jimmy Woo and the Darcy, because in all that's going on with the sadness, with the grief, with um, the seriousness, with the with the mm-hmm, um, Hayward stick up his butt. You need a humor, bro. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, and that's where um, Jimmy Woo comes in and um, Darcy. So I, I think they're phenomenal. And just them interacting with some Avengers character well I mean Vision like Vision and Darcy I think it was just phenomenal that's a team that we need and we never knew that they were going to be that great um, so I, I like all your points man and to me I just think maybe Wu is in this in some weird reason this is just me reaching because you know Ant-Man, Quantum Realm, Multiverse of Madness some way somehow maybe this will intertwine into probably can or something so I don't know that's just me with Wu but we'll see though I love your point yeah I uh, like um both of you guys are just phenomenal right there this is an excellent conversation right here this is awesome podcast right here um i'm just um 
first of all, Woo legitimately is a star of the show, in my opinion. How do you go from magic cards to badassery in 3.5 seconds? <laughs> that part where him and Monica went to town on these little agents, on these sword agents, and Darcy's mm-hmm. like, you didn't give me a cue! <laughs> 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 like, Woo going 0 to 100 is great. I need more of that right there. Um, I agree with Jay. I think this is very much a photon story as well too i love the side characters as well too and i just noticed this as well too i don't know why i didn't think about it but monica rambo she is just as cold and callous as carol is in that whole captain marvel movie Mm -hmm. you know it, it it's a very dull movie and that's because of brie larson's very much like i wouldn't say monotone performance but it's very cold it's a very cold performance it it it, it it is Okay, but but it matches. I mean, though. like like Monica's like performance matches Brie Larson's. The only thing, maybe this is just me going off the rails and trying to nitpick and find uh, an excuse for that dry, dull performance. I mean, even though I love Captain Marvel, the movie and the character, um, maybe I just felt Brie Larson in a role of empowerment as Carol Danvers. It came through a little bit too much because we know Carol. Uh, Brie Larson is very vocal with like the male community and she's very woman empowered. So I think maybe that shined a little bit too much in the movie. I, I don't know the characters too much as far as like, you know, what their um, personalities are like um, in the um, in the comics. But what I got out of uh, uh, Brie Larson and, and Carol Danvers is, you know, um, I feel like I feel like there doesn't have to be a lot of emotion and I think that that's what a lot of people were ex- you know maybe want out of a female hero character they want another Wonder Woman you know uh, 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 you know modern day Wonder Woman where there's just that that high emotion that you know curiosity and you know the hot body but you didn't get that with uh, Carol Danvers like at all but you know I think Carol Danvers you know as the movie's per- getting portraying you know she understands her role and what she needs well, to do so seen, there's that seriousness yeah, number there's one, that coldness Wonder Woman she goes by Halabanti every time she sees Steve Trevor so I don't know um, but oh yeah <laughs> it doesn't even have to be the right body she'll take any Steve Trevor but but um, <laughs> I, di- I digress with that right there. But but Carol, like, her character is completely different when she takes the mantle of Captain Marvel in the comic books. When she is Miss Marvel, she I want to say she's a totally different character. She still has stern parts about personality, but she still has that comedic joke side of herself. Like, she's always been in a very endearing character. She's always been a person to look up to. She's dealt with sexual assault and things of that nature as well, too. So, like, she's a, a character that's grown in front of people's eyes. It's just when she had the mantle of Captain Marvel, this whole persona of like I need to be callous that's been shining through the comics as soon as she took out the mantle and I believe in a movie we got to see that but here's the thing you need like stepping stones to get there like you need a reason to be that cold and callous I didn't feel that in that movie but I get that but I feel like we have almost too much humor as it is within the MCU as it is there's just so much of it and while it's great and it goes like i feel like it's unnecessary to a point because i feel like that's what's almost expected like like thor movies are well, like third, the third one is comedy. comedy the third one is like, so much of all it. comedy the third one is straight comedy 
<laughs> you know, um, and and but you know you already get that too with um, with with uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is just like while there's a lot of emotion there, it it still is a lot of just banter and back and forth and quips between all the characters. You know what I mean? So like you it you don't need to keep overloading that. You know, stick it with just very you know those characters that we expect it from. But when everyone's making a joke out of it, it's like. Okay. No, no, like, I agree with you. Like, I think there's a lot. There's too many jokes in the Marvel universe. Like, uh, I know a lot of people love um, uh, Ragnarok. They love it. Like, it's all the, the funniness. Jeff Goldblum. I Jeff Goldblum is a genius in that movie. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <laughs> but I think what turned me off is that I enjoyed the shit out of Thor: The Dark World, and like that's what I get with my Thor. And I think there's a lot of emotional parts that hit really well with Thor. Spoiler alert for people who haven't watched that fucking movie. You know, you know Thor's mother dying is a huge part of that movie. Hell, even in in um, Ragnarok, Odin dying is a huge part of that movie, and it's a fucking plot device to go somewhere. Like I, I felt we. <laughs> Yeah, straight up. It's like your right. sister's like, coming. Oh shit! Bye. He want the smoke. He's like, I'm out. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I agree that there's a lot of comedy. I think things like Guardians make sense. Like, like, because there's an emotional connection with all those characters, and they use comedy to deal with the awkwardness because they're all introverts in the fucking mm-hmm. way as well too. So they use that uncomfortable comedy, especially Star Lord, to to mm-hmm. to deep dive into a conversation. When you look at Thor Ragnarok, I, I'm not trying to shit on it that much, but the first scene of him and Surtur, and he's just like fucking spinning around. <laughs> no, Bro, I was I like, that. this is what we're doing now, man. We're inner monologue. <laughs> This is, what we, this is what we came to. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but he like, went from like on, he went from <laughs> like <laughs> like Middle Earth, like Led Zeppelin, another to like like making like casual pop culture references like out of nowhere. Like it's like he got indoctrinated into like MTV and knows everything now. I mean, but, but Thor does have that little cocky, <laughs> stupid humor to him. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, but cockiness is is one thing, but like the the the, the humor that they're giving it did him, it, it, it fit for just, Chris Hemsworth. It almost but... doesn't fit. They're making it fit. It and Crips. The, that's that's Crims. what I'm saying. Yes, it fit for Crims. <laughs> <Ooh>, <laughs> <laughs> Thorms. It fits for Crim, but it doesn't fit for Thorns. Thorms. Chris Thorms. <laughs> Chris I mean, I get oh you guys. God. I mean, for me, I just. I mean, because I've always felt like, you know, Thor is like that at times. But I, I get you. It's it's over the top humor, but I just really enjoyed it. I, I, I Maybe that's just me. I just really enjoyed it at stuff like that when you said right in the beginning, where he just goes, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Like, you know, and that 
And then like, oh, don't do that. you see, I was like, like man, with that. Like, I like him. Big Lebowski, <laughs> fucking Thor is great. Like, like, done with my life. I fucking use store Stormbreaker as a beer <laughs> bottle opener. Like, great shit. But even there, I feel like there was more heart in in that movie in Endgame. Especially that part where he sees his mother and it literally is a tearjerker moment right there. Um, that right there, that emotional part is ten times better yeah. than anything they tried to do emotionally in Ragnarok, unfortunately. Like, I feel like there should have been a heartbeat to that movie and it was just all like, mm-hmm. we're gonna throw as much comedy as possible because you kn- we know you hated the Dark World. We know you didn't like the Dark Elves. We know you didn't like Malekith. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a troll movie. Maybe that's not. Maybe you hit the nail yeah. on the head. Maybe it, it, it really was a troll, bro. Get. Big monster, come on, the big monster. You have Surtur <laughs> going to town, destroying <laughs> fucking Asgard, and you're making a joke out of it. The punchline of Asgard dying shouldn't be a fucking joke, man. That should be sad. <laughs> It really, it really should. And then the other thing I never got is why does Hulk have to be funny? I, 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 I never understood that. It, it's, it's again, I would rather have enjoyed like a, a legitimate battle between um, um, Hulk and Bruce Banner. You know what I mean? And and uh, the, I guess the the issue with sharing the same body and and you know the switch and the changeover and stuff like that and but when it was done again it was more childish again it it was meant to be a slapstick joke and i just never understood that um why why did that have to be drawn onto hulk well i mean because isn't isn't the thing with hulk i mean i may be wrong but isn't the thing with hulk when he becomes hulk he just like loses every fucking you know like uh, mannerism and everything, he just becomes he like, becomes, um, yeah, like, so like, like walking Hulk. Like, that's why he has Maybe. a name. Like, he's just an unstoppable force. Yeah. And I get what they were trying to say in that movie where he's been in the Hulk body for so long. It's like an infant learning words for the first time. But, like, <laughs> come on, you have parts where like Hulk's ass is showing and he's pulling that shit up and he's playing <laughs> kickball in his house. I'm yes. like, Bro, like you made my look. Look what you did to my boy. <laughs> That's how I felt, though. And then people, you know, like I, I, I understand that this was uh, what is it, Planet Hulk and and, and stuff like that. But like, it, it but I just, get it. It's, it it's for a, it a certain audience. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. 
You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh... Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. Audience too, like really, truly, and and I get it. I I totally get it because like we, it was. I said people were like met with Dark World, and people were even met with Thor, like the first one. Like, uh, and I guess they'd need to 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 comedy it up a bit and make you know because chris hemsworth was read off the heels of men in black and everybody was like oh he's, he's a comedy star now he makes jokes all the time <laughs> let's go ahead and make him joke around the whole entire fucking movie and i feel like the essence of thor was really missed a tad bit in that movie i'm glad we got it back in infinity war and i'm glad we kind of got it back in um mm-hmm. in um endgame as well too but i, I loved him in infinity war him Fucking Mickey Stormbreaker, with my man Peter Denklich. <laughs> he, he he did have a fucking epic intro in um, Infinity War when he just came out with Stormbreaker. That that bro, that that trumps every MCU moment in my opinion. It is Even better than I am Iron Man. Like when he, when he just came in with Stormbreaker, just he had like, the immigrant song in the background off. too. Like, ah, like, yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you that movie from the other movie. <laughs> Just follow you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this goes all the way back mm-hmm. to WandaVision. <laughs> it's 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 that dryness, you know, that um, very monotonish. That again, that we got um, with uh, with Monica. And um, again, it, I, I I guess, and and I didn't know who Photon was, so. I, that totally went over my head but the next character and and this was I actually saw this as a headline um with uh, a very prominent gay magazine is why the queer community loves agnes um and and agnes as as uh, Catherine as agnes not going into you know her her actual character but you know as agnes was just fucking phenomenal and it was perfect um the one line that just totally got me was when she was like mm-hmm. i've been a kid once like that one threw me off so bad and I, I always expected that from the moment she introduced herself as you know the neighbor i was like oh she's gonna be that bitch you know what i mean she's gonna be auntie you know just like i'm auntie jacob you know like she's gonna be that bitch whenever she comes in the room you know like um she doesn't she doesn't demand the floor but just what she does and how she acts and how she carries herself like she just naturally gets it because of how she's able to per uh you know produce that personality now obviously you know when you think about it you know it's because you know that's that's what her talent is as a witch you know that's what she does which he all improv. about that um, <laughs> what's that word i'm which, looking for guys that um, yeah Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's literally what it was. It's the seduction, you know, that she's supposed to do. Um, but wh- I mean, how did you guys feel about Agnes? You know, not so much again as um, uh, as, as her character, but um, you know, as, no, go for it. You want to go for it? 
I mean, I, I enjoyed it because she ha- she's that very prototypical, you know, from like the 50s, 60s character. I got that from her, especially with all her I hate my life type, I hate my husband, Ralph, you know, and things of that nature. And her little <laughs> uh, snarkiness, like you said. So when, when the neighbor went by, I mean, the, the postman went by, she started looking at his ass like, mm-hmm. things of that nature. You need a character like that. And she was that character. So... I mean, I, I enjoy Agatha all around. So, I I mean, I like the character. Yeah, same though. here. Like, I, I loved too, Agatha. I, I mean, well, Agnes, at least. Agnes was a, a breath of fresh air in this whole, like, oh, yeah. community that Wanda was trying to make. Um, and we all knew that there was something funny about her as well, too, because she was, like, the only character <laughs> that was, well, not different, but this let loose. Mm-hmm. Like, let loose. That was like, different. Like, 10th degree. That wasn't. And, um, I, I, you know what? If there's anything that I really want to see more i wanted more 80s agnes like full house agnes i feel like we didn't get enough of that like yeah. it was just like the kids growing up and stuff like that that was cool and all that stuff but <laughs> i don't true. know just she fits so well as like that next door neighbor that just knew it all that was just there um yep she's yes. the one that bought like every now, um, tv commercial as, as the villain item, um, you know <laughs> as the main villain let's just say it well let's just say as the main villain as we know so far um how do you f- we'll see we'll see but how did you feel about the, the main reveal Wanda. that you know she was behind this all along quotation marks <laughs> The theme song was great. <laughs> <laughs> the theme song was great. Um, but I don't like her as Agatha. I, I really don't. Um, um, I guess the when when it came when it came to her just kind of circling um, Wanda, especially towards the end when she's trying to get like her ultimate goal which is to figure out you know how she did what she did and why she did it and trying to stir up those emotions like that was that was nice that was real um that was you know that was very villainy you know what i mean um poking at somebody you know putting adding the salt to the wound like that's what i did like what she did um you know the overly like acting um evil laugh and that evil whimsical like I, I i wasn't much of a fan of that because i thought it was just overplaying her agnes character too much um but as as that villainy part of it it's a little campy to be honest especially when she's holding the the kids like michonne um with her fucking walkers um that was just a little it was just it was extra <laughs> very extra so that was a little hard to grasp for me again i don't know anything about the character in the comics what she is uh but yeah as as in in the few parts where she's um just poking at wanda's emotions i mean if i'm not mistaken i feel like i may be wrong but i know in the comics her lore got switched up a bit to wandavision she really wasn't that gritty huh Fantastic Four. Was Who, she a Fantastic uh, Four? Uh, the per, uh, character, the one that, the one that plays Agatha. Ag- Agatha. No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. Know. I'm trying to remember where I read 
because um, I, I was reading into her and, and, and I'm trying to remember like where it said she first appeared. No, I I, I, I'm not sure. Like, Maybe. I don't know. But uh, my memory's terrible. So, but I, I think <clears throat> this little side of her was done for WandaVision possibly maybe because I remember in the comics, uh, uh, if my memory serves me well, she wasn't that villainous. Like she was always that witch. She had that dark power. She was evil, you know, but not like you said, holding the kids like the walkers. I mean, it was a little bit over the top, but I think they tweaked her a bit because even in the comics, I think it was more when, you know, uh, when we saw the Salem scene. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think in the comics it was. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah how do you say that word a a coven 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 yeah like i don't think that they had that in the comics so i think they added that into wandavision to add more of that succubus style that she has as a leech and stuff so i'm not sure yeah uh, she's more of like a correct like 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 um invisible hand something from the shadows to what kind of like leading mm-hmm. wanda to different directions or a direction or a specific direction that fits her fancy she's also made appearances not strange and anything that's really mystical she has a part in it as well too um my with at least in that last episode i'm like yo agnes you could basically change your appearances to anything you want to you could be sexy hot ass agnes with the with the half mullet going on you can rock with that all day but you choose to be raggedy ann with these kids on leashes (laughs) and i'm like why like what what are we doing no i wanted like 50s (laughs) you (laughs) you know what you know what it took me to you yeah, know what it took yeah, me to all that, bro. I'm like, this is uh Marvel hocus pocus, bro. Like it wasn't they bad. Went, like Disney it wasn't bad, but I was like, hocus pocus you want you right to be this. That's what they did. So so you wanted old no. ass Agatha Nanny. Well that, that's that's what Jake like, wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted hot yes. ass. I wanted yes. her talking about the tiger and Ralph <laughs> like bending I, over I, Agatha. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> she can do that all day. <laughs> am I am I right or if right or wrong? Is she no. brothers, right? She's not. Is I'll look it up right that, now. No, I don't think that's her. her. She's really dude i i bro so i've had the wrong face to this person because i'm like yo i think yeah you really did she no, is she it is her oh, okay she was in bad that's what, yeah, well, she that's what i'm saying brother. it's her yes, that was I feel so totally <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yo, every, every time I well, see yeah, it, that's well, what yeah. I think about, bro. Like, You're but, flat. But, but, uh, yo, I mean, oh, oh. <laughs> You're horrible. $500 for singing lessons. You don't even look good while you're singing. <laughs> I'm so done, but... Oh, man. Oh, um, but how did you guys feel? I know Jay said that um, he's been on and off with the... Excuse me, sorry about that. Um, I know Jay said he's been on and off with the MCU uh, verse, uh, the lore and stuff like that. But how did you guys feel that finally, like, after six years, we got on screen her being called Scarlet Witch? Like, how did you guys take that moment in when it happened? Um, uh, Jay, how did you feel? Um... 
not even knowing the um you know the lore behind it but like just feeling the impact of that delivery was actually very well written um um and i love that they add they ooh, excuse me ended it on that note and and i think that those that know the comic and the character and and you know that lore um i know they felt that too um because i'm not even like really briefed on that but i felt mm-hmm. it and and i knew like holy shit like this is important like it, it it's like being thrown like your identity you know after after not knowing or you know what have you um i thought it was powerful i thought it was great uh, Dude, i'm glad because um, even in the show sorry for cutting you off out like even in the show who was like where hayward asked her does she have any like super alias super name he was like no so mm-hmm. but um <laughs> bro even had me like t- tilt my head and i was like wait a minute no that's wrong like i know that that bitch has a different name i couldn't remember it at the time until she said like, oh, but like i because I, like, I saw it through the facade that's why like it was one of the, like that meme of leonardo mm-hmm. caprio i'm like ooh, you said that but like at the same token mm-hmm. it's like what it made me feel is like we had this character for all these years in the MCU, but we couldn't use the name Scarlet Witch because if we did that, that's a rights issue with Fox, and Fox had the rights to the name Scarlet Witch. The same way they didn't have the rights to Quicksilver, they never called Pietro Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. So now that we acquired Fox and we acquired the licenses for X Men characters, we can go dilly dally and just call her whatever the fuck we want now. So I think they <laughs> they they writ that in pretty smart. But it was like a little cheeky moment for me. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. okay. Ah. Uh, it w- like I said, she, her whole character is just fucking. Campy, I mean, it was bro. cheeky because, like, of course, really you, you see, you knew yeah. the, the whole aspect of the rights. But for people that didn't know the rights, maybe for them, it was just something like, oh, f- you know, phenomenal. No, so, look, Jake too. even knew it and he still found it pretty dope. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I just want to see what. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh no no no! Because no, I was just probably go gonna, ahead. No no no! Go ahead. Go. You yeah, go I was gonna lead off into no, like two I'm questions because um, one is the chaos magic, and then number two, I know you guys were talking about like the LGBT characters. Um, so we know her son Wiccan. You know he's mm-hmm. from that like LGBT community. Like, how do you think people will feel to that? Like knowing Wiccan that he's married. Like, do you think eventually down the line? They oh. My heart, okay, my heart of hearts is saying that these kids are not going to make it. So, and maybe down the line, we could get those characters again. I don't know. But my heart of hearts is saying, like, tomorrow comes, goodbye, kids. It's going to be a tearjerker. Um, But if they were to incorporate him, if they just were to incorporate him only, and even just take Speedball out, I could see it, but then here's the thing. You gotta kind of like explain Hulkling. And Hulkling's a badass character as well, mm-hmm. too. He's a scroll. And you do have scrolls there, but that's a, that's a lot of world building to do right now. And I, 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 I. Yeah. And I, I think they have their hands <laughs> full the of like American Chavez Like trying to get, get through that first. But I would love it. I think it's it's mm. it's very interesting. Uh, I would love to see even if Wiccan doesn't explore his sexuality or his, his love interest with Hulkling, maybe it's somebody completely different. They could do that as well too. I think it could be cool. I, I think it could work. 
on Disney Plus, I think they have everything they every every way possible to make that successful. If this was a, a full franchise movie, I could see more backlash. But on Disney Plus, I feel like they have full reign to do whatever they want. Okay. okay. Absolutely, and I and I and I think that they would be ready uh, for it. And I and I know that the people involved with this know that that is a you know a huge part of that character. Um, but again, like Frank said, and and the way that I see this show going, it's it's because um, I, I I think I was even reading on the kids some more, and I did read about the kids' fate or fate, um, <clears throat> you know, um, already, and so. Uh, yeah, it's really sad, especially because like how quick they grew in this show from like you know little from like little babies to um, fucking preteens or whatever the hell they are now. Like, like it, it, you're, you're you weren't meant to spend a lot of time with these kids um, unless again something changes. Um, but again, you know this is an opportunity to really throw an LGBTQ uh, character um, in the mix and, mm-hmm. and start that ball rolling. So I could see them taking advantage of that. But <clears throat> again, um, I, I don't think that they'll shy away from <laughs> making <laughs> hardcore <laughs> right no, no, go ahead, in go the ahead. movie. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say, and the next thing I want to talk about though, because this is the thing that likes really just like painting me is is Quicksilver himself, like. Was this supposed yeah. to be like a yeah? Now, Deadpool, the more I think about wall, it, kind of you know, I, I was joke going down that round hole too. I was like, okay, cool, we're getting X Men, and it's gonna be awesome. No, I just think once again, it's kind of like the Scarlet Witch situation where we have the rights to certain things, so we can dilly dally as much as we can right now. We we could play with we could play with these characters the best way as possible. I me I have a negative perspective on it. I know like Jay is a little bit more high on it than anybody else. You probably are too, but like. Yeah, like I'm the, just the more like they kind of trolled us as a troll us with that move, but that's just me. Oh, I did that. that no, for like a hundred percent. Like me personally, I loved Quicksilver in the X Men franchise. Like I loved his character. He fits so well um, into that series into in, in into you know the the two movies that he was included on i loved it and, and i loved um evan evan peters um as that character but it, also thinking about the timeline too like that was the fucking 60s you know what i mean like i don't like one this is more modern time like how the hell is he still that young again uh, i don't know what his aging factor is like maybe it's like logan i i really don't know um, but fact the fact that you have Evan Peters Quicksilver nope. in this more current oh. timeline is Jake, very, 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 nope. very sh- <laughs> oh, that Agatha talk, she snatched she flipped him up. Him. <laughs> 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 he flipped on live podcast. <laughs> Do not edit that out. What do they call it? In <laughs> memoriam? <laughs> Yeah, in memoriam. No, but the Houston, <laughs> like far from home, well, bro. Oh, oh, oh man, oh. Uh, this is flipping back. Jake, Jake, <laughs> he's flipping all over the place, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not use the stones to destroy the stones. <laughs> well, until Jake comes back, or if he does come back, uh, you had a second question. What was that second question? <laughs> 
damn, I wanted I, I, yo, Jay, this is the second time you do this to us. Um, I wanted to ask him about like you know how he felt about Chaos Magic, and especially you, since you know about like the lore of Chaos Magic, like, and I was like deep diving more into it and just thinking about it. Like, do you think it's something that they will actually touch this briefly, or, like you know actually touch what Chaos Magic is? You know, we know it came from um the the god. What is it? Um, Katan, Katan, Katan. I forgot how to pronounce his name. Um, from just a species that evolved and. It's know, weird, like, and because in the Marvel Universe, and then, bro, like Doctor Strange puts a kibosh on that real quickly, saying there's no such thing as chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you look at the Darkhold, the Darkhold mm-hmm. is pages of flesh containing his work. So, like, I mean, you you risk kind of like exploring that route because you got the Darkhold, and I mean the Darkhold. But then it's like you said, Doctor Strange. You know, I think it's more of a facade that they're trying to do that kind of like steer people away, kind of how they say there's right. no Illuminati's. You get what well, I'm saying? Well, I like, mean, yeah, it would make sense to to introduce chaos magic. Here's the thing, though, I'm all I'm I'm all aboard if this is the direction we're doing for Wanda. If Wanda, like I said, is going to be like this fragile mind, like anything to set her off, and chaos magic could be a part of that as well too. I'm all for it. I just do not want them to put too many hands in a cookie pot with this character already because we just went for one retcon we just retconned her whole story with the tesseract or the mind stone excuse me and um you know she's full-on witch she's a witch she's been a witch for a hot minute okay cool i don't want to hear in this last episode oh wait she's a witch and she's a mutant because now you're just convoluting everything now you're giving us everything that we have dealt with in the comic books all these years these 30 to 40 years worth of reading into like eight episodes nine episodes that makes no sense if you're gonna stick with the with the concept that she's a witch just roll with that and i'll be okay with that throw fucking chaos magic out there i am down for it let her fucking turn fucking people into salamanders and step on them rock and roll let's do that shit i just don't want it to be like well it's not really chaos magic it's probability and she uses probability to to manipulate this and that i'm like you're just muddling the waters now you now you're just pissing off the audience yeah, but it, yeah, you're right. But in the comic, like, I mean, it could kind of play out. I, I just really want to get to the bottom. If I, right, if you're gonna give me chaos magic, give me chaos magic, and you know, like House of M status. We saw it in the last episode, but I mean, in the comics, more before she knew about the chaos magic, she was running off the pro- the hex probabilities. So now maybe what uh, Agatha telling her like, bro, that's chaos magic. Maybe we can kind of finally see that, like you said, where she can just turn people into whatever the f she wants. Of course, keeping the w- within the the living mm-hmm. uh, protocols and, and guidelines, because you know, um, easily that's that's just too much. We're not gonna. That's just me geeking the fuck out because well, we're so not gonna get the living tribunal. Thing, of like, course, like, so. I would love that. <laughs> like, I would even love the fact that they they try to play duality on that a little bit but here's the thing like i feel like you did that with four and it didn't work out that well like you made asgard like alien yet scientific at the same time you made it mystical yet scientific and at some points it's cool and at some points it's like well just don't think about it too much it's gonna hurt your head and i don't want that to be for scarlet witch like i i'm very much a thor guy where it's just like asgard's a real place it's not an alien place. You know, they use fucking magic. That's what they do. 
and like uh, I just hate that they kind of like try to make it real in a way they're like oh it's scientific it's all science like no let's be in a world where shit happens and we can't explain it it's okay Doctor Strange is it all the time yeah exactly I I wanted to get Ask Jake's uh, question as well Um, damn uh Jake, what's going on? But I guess I'll ask you in the meantime until he gets here. Um, you know, we got the Multiverse of Madness, and she did drop in the last, was it the last episode or the sixth episode, where she says, maybe I am the villain. Um, and then we see we see the the imagery of Scarlet Witch. Could maybe in some weird multiverse we explore Scarlet Witch as a villain in the Multiverse of Madness? I don't we know, actually man. See like, uh, it, it's one of those things now that I'm, I don't want to even speculate anymore because I feel like it's not going to live up to anybody's expectations. So I'm along for the ride for tomorrow. But, oh, <sighs> like, I, it's tough. I, I feel like you went a whole 360 already with her character no more of a 180 excuse me uh you went a whole 180 because now you already backtracked on a lot of things you were setting up for wanda as a villain like you were really planting seeds to leave this whole story as her being like the antagonist of this whole thing and with that last episode as much as i liked it you kind of reckoned a lot of things you were talking about the hayward manipulation the agatha manipulation things of that nature so she's just a person that's continuously being manipulated if you want to use that as like something then to end off the episode like she's just pissed off of being manipulated and she like goes to town i could understand that but from her going to like evil scarlet witch you know, with chaos magic unloading unearthly hell into a, mo- a multiverse of madness. As awesome <laughs> as that sounds, I feel like we <laughs> we sympathize with her way too much for that to happen now. As like from from a story point of view, like me looking this as like an, as a viewer watching a show, I feel like with the tropes of storytelling, we already made her so sympathetic that. It, it would be weird to see her go crazy right there again. Like, if that, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, 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 I get you. Yeah, because um, we were talking about that off the podcast, and you were kind of like, at the end result of WandaVision, you want to see, like, you know, a little slap on the hand and being mm-hmm. reprimanded, not just walk away scot-free. Um, but I feel that we already got that, and that's why your uh, statement makes sense, because we saw all that from the beginning in Age of Ultron when she started as a villain um the Sokovia Accords where she just blew up uh, crossbones when she just threw them up in the sky and blew up half of the building with the innocent people of course she wasn't you know meaning to do that but she's kind of atoning for all that now so I, I definitely feel you that yeah there's no backtracking with her right now so it, it was just something where I wanted to just you know reach as the episode that's the, as this is coming to an end tomorrow and i was just like okay maybe that line can play into something maybe so i don't know but i, I think he's having technical issues i'm not gonna be able to make it for the rest of the podcast but oh. i mean we got we got some good jake stuff on this podcast so i gotta clap my hands to that right there you guys had some awesome conversations mm-hmm. um i'll, I'll throw this to you, you right now any expectation for tomorrow what what do you feel are you along for the ride or are you just expecting something Oh yeah. Hell yeah, I'm along for the ride. I've been for the ride since this is why I have Disney Plus for this show. <laughs> um tomorrow. Uh I'm expecting the scrap between Wanda and Agatha, of course. 
I still want to see where Photon is going to come into all of this. Maybe, maybe possibly she's fighting whoever Pietro is, Pietro, if it's Ralph. I don't think it's Mephisto. Mm -hmm. People are just expecting for Mephisto to be it. Um, I really don't think at this point, like you said, we probably will get like a lesser, maybe a nightmare or just... Like I said, if we do see something like that, I think it'll just be a shadow on the ground. He's too big of a name to drop on a show. Um, I, I, I want to see Doctor Strange come in this and shut all this stuff down, bro. I won't lie. Like I, I know it's big and it's reaching, but I mean, it just has to end with Doctor Strange some way somehow coming in there and just like using his powers. We know he doesn't have the stone, but he don't need the stone to get down. But like. I, it, it, for it to end in the perfect caveat to lead into what they're trying to do and what they told us that this is going to kick start MCU, you know, uh, phase four. And and with all the shenanigans, I know you said we got trolled with Agatha and the Pietro. Um, I feel like I got more trolled with we didn't see the aerospace engineer. Um, and we still have not seen that Luke Skywalker type character, like they said on the Mandalorian, you know, comparing it to the Mandalorian. So possibly I'm still waiting to see either this aerospace engineer to shut it down. You know, I don't know, man, I'm going in tomorrow with just bright eyed, open eyed, because if I think too hard about it, there's too many loose ends they need to fucking fix before it ends tomorrow. And maybe they won't like the Hayward stuff that needs to be addressed um the mm. townspeople in fucking westview westview alone needs to be addressed somehow um um mm-hmm. you know it's sorry mm-hmm. for cutting you off so sorry for cutting you off this this has been um i don't know if i told you this or maybe i just did not look at it because i still have to watch the seventh episode again um in the in uh, the episode where you meet Wu and Rambo, there wasn't a Westview. But wait, mm-hmm. why are you driving up to Westview? Like, no, it, no, is that no, exactly. Now? Like, we, we, like... we didn't talk about that. We said there's only there's only Eastview. The cops said, that. yeah. Um, so that's mm-hmm. another thing. Hayward's like control over Westview. That's another thing. That's a lot to explain in that last episode right there, along with everything else you have. Um, me personally, I'm a little underwhelmed with Dottie. Like I felt like you set her up as this like ultra like bitch character, which she has been in different movies, and she 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 she's great at that. But um, I also remember she's a, she's the wife of Ricky Bobby as well too. So so many people from like um, Will Ferrell movies. Yeah, she's a wife of oh, that's her? Uh, what Will Ferrell. And then she um, she's a wife of John C. Riley because you know she leaves it for him. Oh wow! I didn't yeah, even look at that. She All these like Will Ferrell cameo uh, appearances besides Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> that would be great. That's that's a Luke Skywalker moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just driving through Westview. Woo! If you ain't first, you're last. I'll take that all day. <laughs> Wrap it up. Cut. It's a wrap. Whatever they say. Oh yeah, that's something to like do. Dottie, I felt that was underwhelming. Um, uh, what else? The kids. You have to wrap the kids up. You have to wrap up Vision and his arc. Um, Nega Vision with, with with the White Vision. Um, mm-hmm. What else do you get to wrap up? I feel like um, Darcy. Does, does Darcy have powers or not coming out of this? We don't know. That's one thing we got to look at. Uh, mm-hmm. Woo, Rambo. What she's going to do is Rambo will be, be the one that like, like, takes down Hayward. Uh, which that would make sense. Could be. The, the... 
Yeah, there is. There is. That would make sense. But there is a lot of loose um, ends. Let's cut you off. The director, and, and, who I feel yeah. is super fucking like casual too, like her best friend. That's the director of Sword now. Like he hasn't made an appearance at all since that first episode, right? Wait, her best friend. Oh, oh, wait. The remember where she was wait, trying to get her mom's about? position, and then her the best friend, mm-hmm. the guy, who said they grew up together. He has that position now. No, I don't mm-hmm. think he has. And he yeah, was kind of set up as like yeah, um, not yeah. a dick character, but like I, I felt like he was being set up for something bigger. Like, well, I have the the authority for shield or for sword now, so like you go do this and deal with this over here while I take care yeah. of things at home. I'm like, hmm. I always felt like that was something in my head that I wanted to remember, and it never came back up again. So I don't know. Maybe he makes it the last appearance of the year. Like, hey, word, you scoundrel, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing this. Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> 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 my thing my thing is as well maybe this is me freaking because i look at things different I'm, I'm strange like that but my thing is all right bro you got chaos magic you got the power to create even if this nega nega vision obliterates your vision you can just recreate him again like you did like, yeah you get what i'm saying like like because literally he spawned out of you so i mean i don't know there's there's just a lot bro and it, it, it just sucks that also maybe she's gonna have to kill Negavision, which is like her body and vision again. So, I mean, I know it's a lot. Tomorrow's length. What do you think it is? I hope so because tomorrow? if we get like forty-five minutes, I'm gonna be kind of pissed off. Like, just give us a full hour and let it be because that vision arc is gonna be hella fucking emotional. Like, you know, as we saw too, she yeah. never took Vision's body. She just saw it. So he is no, not no. like a, a sentient being, or at least, uh, or at least a, a a being of matter. He is completely made of chaos magic, so he mm-hmm. could be whimmed away with no problem. I don't know. I know a lot of people are, th- are theorizing that she's gonna use that personality uh, of of what she made of Vision to put in White Vision, mm-hmm. but I feel like mm, you're not building the character. Like she doesn't learn from anything. Like, there has to be a lesson at least learned somehow in this. And it really has to be acceptance. I think, yeah, that's, that's, it has to culminate in that. I think, um, you know, with her, maybe this is just me theorizing, but her seeing the body, vision come back, maybe in the battle, like you said. I was one that said, hey, bro, just just put that entity that sentient being into the body like you got it that's that's your boo right there but um nah she has to learn and i think at the end after it's all said and done i think she's just gonna accept it she's gonna body vision and she's just gonna you know whatever happens happens bro like we got the monica rambo telling her like bro you have to accept this pain and let it go when you saw her kind of hesitate mm-hmm. to think about it like it, right, it's, yeah, you're, it's almost you're right. like an allegory so, of dante's inferno just disney it up almost like she's going through all the trials mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of, of agony of pain yeah. hell even lust that parts as well too when they bring the beds together like she is going through all that specifically mm-hmm. um and the only thing she hasn't dealt with mm-hmm. is acceptance yet to accept the fact that things are the way they are yeah. i think it has to end on that note which is kind of te- cheesy but at the end of the day it is disney so like there has to be that point there but I, it, it is it cheap for me 
no because I like the story and it makes sense to the story but also too like what do you do now with Wanda like she's learned from this do you put her through the tutelage of Doctor Strange I think that would be fun maybe maybe he takes her under mm-hmm. his wing you know hey you know magic I know magic you don't know how to control it I can yeah. teach you how to control it I have a million books to show you how to do this let's figure it out together sure and he does know about chaos magic, so he can he can be the you know the the mentor of Wanda. So because we know he does borrow magic, mm-hmm. we know he knows about it. Um, so I, I would love for it, bro. But but I'm I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm ready. You know to what? I, at the same time, in my head, Canon Muchacho, I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is maybe done with Doctor Strange in about four or five years. And that's just my mind's eye because I see this guy as a person who doesn't like to do the same shit over and again. He likes to change it up a tad bit. And as much as he's done a lot for Doctor Strange, I feel like he already has done a swan song already with Endgame. A lot of people did. You give him this last movie, maybe one more movie or a big event, bro, you can kill him off and make, make Wanda the Sorceress Supreme. I know I'm putting people I'm putting ideas that. in people's heads. No, but yeah, don't don't see, don't say that because you would get me super excited. I would love to see that. Hey, I mean, she does, she does got the little hand she movements. Sees that like vision, him, but um, it's not a vision; I, it's a perk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I feel he's on the, the the Robert Downey level where he's done so good much so much good things for the mcu for dr strange as well that i think you you're absolutely correct maybe yeah. one or two movies i say one or two and not even ki- not even kill them all bro just have this dude like <laughs> fade into a multiverse like all right I'm done Mamu, like, we're gonna hang out no, for a while leave me alone yeah <laughs> um but yeah because i feel he's on that robert downey where we don't even need this guy right now and especially with what we were talking about in the beginning it's time to pass the torch to all these young avengers to these young characters we we're getting this plethora of disney shows hawkeye um, kamala khan now that you told me the iron heart so i think it's time to transition into the next phase let's just not burn these lovable characters out um because we're gonna get tired of it eventually man like how, how hard can you go i mean we know the comic book lore is there to go but i mean at the end of the time we did see different things like you said west coast avengers young avengers um freaking thunderbolts I mean, we're not gonna get that but you know like <laughs> and we see different you make things. a great point like we need so, to yeah. well, one big thing is right here is that well the avengers are disassembled so what do we do now who, who takes the next step for avengers who who are going to be the next avengers like you have your your winter soldiers and your falcons there you have you know maybe one or two like four still around right. guardians are there but like who is gonna make up that mantle to say big box of the office we're coming to the movies we're gonna see this fucking movie it's gonna generate millions of dollars who can take that torch or what group of individuals can take that torch and maybe disney plus is the way to make you feel something again to make you feel like hey these are the characters that are mm-hmm. adhering to me we saw all these episodes we feel like they're ready mm-hmm. hopefully something can come out of that Okay, I get you. Um, I definitely agree with you. That's why I feel that WandaVision is probably a Monica Rambo yeah. story, if I'm not right or wrong. Didn't Monica Rambo Photon did. lead the Avengers at one point? So maybe we can see that down the line. 
and and you're doing like you said sorry for cutting you off you're doing it right now you're making her a endearing character you're supposedly going to kickstart phase four i don't know if they said phase four is going to have avengers i think they did it but i mean you're laying the groundwork there with photon i mean so you have the people there see hell you're gonna have jane foster as thor in the next movie so you know you want to have photon thor mm-hmm. you know throw some rescue in there oh my god give me that Give me, give me what, what was <laughs> it called? Give me Thor Corpse. That's what it was, right? Everybody, everybody, what was what was that um, called? That everybody had a hammer. Uh, even a frog. I, I forgot what like that, that one is. Uh, I, I want to say something of hammers, but Bro, I'm also it. thinking about exos. Uh, I'm also thinking about exos. Oh yes, so. look at that. <laughs> this... look, yeah, look at that. Give me that, bro. Lightning corpse or hammer corpse or something, bro. And just, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see, though, man. It just kind of sucks that Jake fell out of this like midway. Oh, I really was that for yourself? That was for yourself, more, right? No, I think they legit had a comic book series where it was Jane Foster, maybe Thor, and then I think they had like a little uh, a rabbit, uh, not a rabbit or a so frog or something. I'll take like, it. But it. It, w- it was just a bunch of Thors, bro. I think Beta Ray was in there as well. Like, it, it-, it was everybody, bro. It was like just well, you know, near crazy. Guys, but... next week we'll give you our thoughts on how we felt about the final episode of WandaVision and where it takes place and what it sets up for the next phase for the MCU. We also could talk a little bit about um, our-, our thoughts for the upcoming um, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier series as well, too, and how we feel about that. So next week yes. should be a packed episode as well, too. But I do thank Jake for for stopping by and blipping out of here in, in, in remarkable fashion, like in the best fashion as well, too. Like on cue. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos is inevitable. <laughs> but since we still have you and you are the true blue guy over here. No, not Mr. Fantastic. You are you, sir. Um, where can people find you? Oh, I thought you would have said Dr. I, I mean, I mean, you know, you do, you, you are packing and you are just, you know, playing a swing <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like Thor. I mean, like, oh, where can people find oh, you if they want to have some banter about WandaVision and maybe some some theories as well, too, theorize on, on the ending or whatnot? Where can people talk to you about that stuff? Ooh, you can hit me up on my Instagram and my Twitter handle, which is the same. Oh, I actually tweaked it. So, you know, first news, um, I tweaked it to Sun Eater UA. Um, so that's Sun Eater altogether, UA altogether. Not Hero <laughs> Academia for y'all people that love it. Um, you get me up there. That's my Twitter and my Instagram. But if you guys also want to chat with Val and I about some MMA, you can hit us up on the Kimura Chronicles. You know, we got that big fight coming up. UFC 259, Saturday night. Um, yeah, we just have fun over there talking about MMA. Uh, that's the Kimura Chronicles on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And that podcast is everywhere. So wherever you guys get your podcast from, check it out because we there. Um, also, as much as we love MMA and as much as we love pop culture and all this stuff, uh, we love wrestling as well. You can check us out on Elite Wrestling Audio. That's all over uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And that podcast as well is everywhere on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora. You name it, it is there. We are there bringing you guys some good wrestling news. Um, yeah, video games, lag switching. Hit us up on that. That's on Instagram. We actually did stream Remnant from Ashley, mm-hmm. which they gave for free on PS Plus. 
Jake was there. Frank, I mean, Val was there. We were there. We were all streaming, having a good time. Check that out. That's all on my Twitch. Ambient Eyes Hour. Hopefully, we're going to get back together and stream. I don't know how you guys feel about it. No, 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 no. no, no. With the game. But um, (laughs) I'm not too sure about that. But yeah. Uh, the Twitch Ambient Nice Hour. We were streaming some Remnant and lag switching. That's on Instagram, and that podcast is on Apple and Spotify. And we just talk about video games out there. That's where I'm at. But um, <laughs> yes, people want to talk to you some more. Wandavision, some more. Like, is there great. something that, that I missed? Oh god. Bro, don't give me no handles, man. I'm terrible with this. But, um, you know, if people want to talk to you about WandaVision, Chaos Magic, if they want to talk about you, Riri Williams, and things of that nature, horror movies, because I know you're a horror movie buff, like Shotzi Blackheart. Ooh, they can follow me at snufffilmsdumbledore.com. No. (laughs) 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 He'll give you a real reason to run, you fools. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Y'all can find me at Lucha Valsisco on Twitter, Lucha Valsisco on Instagram. Uh, pop culture fanatics is everywhere from Instagram, Facebook, and, and Twitter. And it's on all podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Pandora, you name it, we're on it. So please come enjoy the banter as we're doing right now. If you want to hear more about <laughs> the Snuff Fills by Dumbledore. <laughs> please request it i'll make it up somehow but um i appreciate you brother for for joining me on this episode jake as well too we'll speak for him as well too and uh for the rest of us yes good night (laughs) take care sweet Uh, take (laughs) it Yeah, good night. Take care, bro. Jake, this is no, he's, time he's gone. Us. He's blitzed. He's in the ultimate yeah. dimension. Now. <laughs> he's done. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> Can got his ass, bro. <laughs> but yeah, everybody, take care. It's a blast. Thank you, man. Later, guys. I always love being here. <laughs>